0: God.
1: Okay, so, hi, I'm Marshall Ryan Mareska. I'm a fantasy and science fiction writer who is mostly known for the Meridane Saga and Velocity of Revolution. I'm also a podcaster on the Stabby-winning and Hugo-nominated podcast, World
0: Building for Masochists. This is the start of a series about fantasy and science fiction author Marshall Ryan Mareska hit it So so last year you were the guest of honor at ArmadilloCon and and uh congratulations on that what's your secret formula sex money dirty photos how did you make it happen
1: honestly a lot of, I mean I've been involved in ArmadilloCon like I've First attended in I want to say 2005, and I was going to use going to the writers' workshop every year for many many years. In fact, I kind of discovered ArmadilloCon by sort of like this wacky accident because I just heard about this writers' workshop that was just a one-day workshop. And I was like, I should do that because it's science fiction, fantasy focus, and if I'm gonna be serious about this, this is the sort of thing I should do. So I do it, thinking it's just this Friday daytime thing, and then. And I get there at the end, I'm like, why are there all these other people here? What is this thing they just handed me? Oh, there's a whole thing happening this whole weekend. This is incredible. And so after a while, I started to help run the writer's workshop. And so I just became more and more involved with it. So last year, when they're like, we really want to do it in person, but, you know, we don't want to necessarily like have to like put people on a plane to come here. Or anything like that. So let's keep let's keep our guests of honors at least somewhat local this time around. In 2019, I had been the Toastmaster, which basically means I give a big speech at the beginning. And so I did that. And that was that was really fun to To do that, and so they were like, "You would you be interested in being guest of honor again?" And I'm like, uh, "Yes, of course." <laughs> so uh, that I mean, that's basically. I've just been on very good terms with everybody involved. In that hold and, on, you've been guest of honor more than once, then? Well, I've been a type of guest of honor more than once. Oh. Actually, it's funny. I've never actually been the true official guest of honor. I've been. You know, I was the Toastmaster one year, which means you get up and make a speech. And then this last year, I was a special guest. But the actual guest of amount- they always, they usually give to somebody who is just who is relatively new, like only like their first publication was in the past couple of years, yeah. and is is a up and coming star. So, like the guest of honor this year it was uh, Nikki Drayden, who's also a great uh, local Austin author. And it's been in the past few years, uh, people like uh, Wesley Chu and uh, Ken Liu was a guest of honor oh, a few years yeah. ago, and. Uh, I, I'm like literally. Looking. There are others.
0: You you don't have to recite them all. It would be and rough. I
1: was just, but I was like, I'm looking at my bookshelves, going, "Where is the book that that person wrote so I can remember their damn name?" <laughs> and I'm going to be very embarrassed when when it pops in my head later, and I'm just like, "Oh, and Nisi Shawl was a guest of honor." So that's been sort of like the way that's been going, and so. And hopefully we'll continue to go. And it's it's a great con. I love it so much. It's been it's it's definitely in like my home community here and it's it's always such a great feeling to to be there amongst amongst one's own people and, and so I just love it.
0: Nice. So you moved to Austin. Well hold on, hold on. Yeah, we're gonna work this in here. So you were born okay. in New York State, college yes. at Penn State. Somehow you came to Austin, and I, my theory was winning sports teams or hot cheerleaders. Which of those two was it? Neither one. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was lack of snowstorms. Oh, <laughs> nice.
1: So I grew up in upstate New York, which is, uh, specifically, I grew... They've got great snowstorms up there. <laughs> oh, they've got the best snow. If you are looking for snowstorms, they've got you. Um, yeah, I grew up just outside of Syracuse, and which, if you're not familiar, is a wonderful place in that four snowstorms, in that it gets double lake effect from two of the Great Lakes at the same time. So the last winter that I spent a significant amount of time there was uh, in 1996, where we had a storm that dropped 42 inches of snow in 24 hours. And I thought to myself, I really really need to move somewhere where this never happens
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I thought you were gonna say you wanted more snow because there's I have a suggestion for you but but let's scratch that then <laughs> um, and around the same time I you know finished Penn
1: State and I was just I had a film degree at Penn State and I was just kind of like I don't want to move to either New York or LA because both those cities feel like too much. <laughs> and,
0: They're a big deal. That's for sure. And New York still has snow. <laughs>
1: and New York still has snow. So it was come kind of like, where am I going to go with a film degree? And also not, that's not those two, two cities. And a friend of mine had just gotten a, a graduate school fellowship at ut and so he was coming down here and i was like you know i've heard good things about austin so why the heck not so so he and i and another friend of ours just were like okay let's just go let's just move to austin and see what happens so so that's what we did i did that in 1996 and i quickly fell instead of the film scene i fell into the theater scene here and did that for several years and as i even though I loved it, I did get kind of burned out on it because it's a, the theater scene is a great way to lose money. <laughs> and, yeah. And so I was like, I need to pivot to something that at least I'm not – dragging other people into my madness in the process of making something, and so that became novels. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I've been here since 1996. I love this town, except for right now is allergy season, so that's... Oh. At least it's the allergies for me season, so January is always rough, but other than that, I love this city. I love living here. This oh. is... I. <laughs> It's it's a great climate and great people.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm new to the to Texas, and uh, I noticed I've been congested lately. So perhaps we're on the same wavelength as far as allergies go, because uh, you know I've been <laughs> trying to fight something.
1: It's funny. It's one of those things where I didn't really realize that's what it was because I'm like, I'm not a person with allergies. That doesn't happen to me. And then, like, I got sick uh, one year and went to the doctor's office. And was like, do you notice you come in here every January? Do you know why that is? I'm like, oh no, okay. I didn't even I didn't even make that connection. He pulled up my charts. Like, see, every January. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> Wow. So, so you showed up, you showed up in Austin, you reveled in the, the, the uh, stage, the stage scene, the theater scene. And then somehow something brought you to Armadillicon. What happened there? Oh yeah. You said you were looking for a writer's workshop. So you, that was the trap. The trap was set. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's funny. Like, uh, it was just something that like showed up on, what you know, that was 2005 so that was back th- that was back in the live journal days of social media and oh, it just yeah. was something that showed up in my live journal feed and I was like oh that's in Austin I guess I could do that and <laughs> and didn't know anything else about like the further connections of what that all was other than the person who posted it was somebody that I realized I had met before because one of the first shows I did in Austin was um, a different friend of mine started to write this really crazy thing and I helped him produce it where we basically did a full arc story over the course of a year with a new play every month. And Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I I don't recommend doing this, but it was it was a great way to like learn how to do a thing like that. Because we we're just, you know, you know we were in our early 20s and fools and so we just you know dove into <laughs> doing such a thing that and managed to pull it off yes nice. but the, we actually got an award from the Austin Critics Society for that where the award was basically okay you actually did pull it off <laughs> <laughs> like it was a special award like it was like the theatrical marathon award or something like wow. that wow but but it was fun but at the beginning, we had very minimal audiences, but one was this woman who came in who chatted with us afterwards, and we're like, found out that she was a short story writer and a member of Sifwa. And I was like, wait, that's that same person, okay. <laughs> so, so I know this is a legit thing. So I'll go to this workshop, and and it. it came together really well I was really pleased with you know how it was funny because I brought something that was the first chapter of like the thing that I'd been noodling with for a long time and I was so convinced it was like just brilliance and I'm like yeah they'll give me some notes but they're mostly just going to tell me this is brilliant and instead it got torn to shreds I mean kindly but still torn to shreds (laughs) and I was like oh okay so I really need to like work harder on what I'm doing craft wise and all that. And so it was a very good eye opening experience of of what I was what I still needed to work on and and yeah. changed my change my directions of things with that and and then get my get my head together on what writing a book really means and figure out what a novel actually is i I, at that point i had written basically two things that were novel lengths but not really novels (laughs) and so that that forced me to like really uh yeah. interrogate that.
0: Yeah, there's nothing like a room full of people telling you what's wrong with your writing to, to kind of like hammer, hammer things home. It is it is a crucible, and, yeah. and I am a big believer that it's an important
1: thing to do, but it is also important, it is a responsibility that people doing the critiquing, especially if you are like a professional who is taking on a somewhat mentorship position, it is a responsibility on your part to do that in a way that is like, you can be kind, but also direct at the same time. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who I think think being kind means you don't actually say what's what's wrong. And I think, and there's some people who think that giving critique means you have to be hard and you have to like, like there was an old time group here in Austin called uh, Turkey City, which like formed in like the 70s or something. Wow. and it was like guys like Bruce Sterling and uh, and I forget who else, but like the, and it was a sort of thing where like people would come in from out of town for things. Like I think Harlan Ellison showed up once, or you know,
0: it, it cameos it is,
1: did they have? Yeah, huh? it was a thing of like of you know old austin writer lore but like one of the things that we're famous for is like if somebody didn't cry we're doing something wrong and i'm like that's <sighs> that's not right
0: uh, that's <laughs> a little rough <laughs> you, yeah
1: you should be able to tell somebody how their writing needs work without
0: driving them out them. away from writing
1: <laughs> yeah without driving them away from writing, without breaking
0: them as a person like yeah. i don't
1: think that's that's necessary and but some people seem to revel in that sort of thing but
0: I, I hear you. I, um, yeah, and Harlan Ellison, by the way, is pretty famous for being a rough hand, let's call it that.
1: <laughs> and I might be mixing these up, and the Harlan Ellison showing up ones might be apocryphal, because like, it is one of those sort of like old lores, and there's, there's 30 stories, and they're all true, and they're all lies. So like, uh, know,
0: know. 70s time frame's about right. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't say. Yeah, it makes a good story, though, so we'll go with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the legend
1: is better than the truth print the legend yes
0: yes hey you yeah you i'm talking to you with the headphones on who are listening to sci-fi thoughts you've been listening to the show for a while you must be enjoying it because you keep coming back well hey help me out tell your friends your family other people who would like to listen to sci-fi thoughts give me a hand help me grow the show so go ahead and right now, just send a text message, write an email, turn around and talk to the person next to you and tell them about Sci-Fi Thoughts. They can find us via Google or they could type in Sci-Fi Thoughts dot space. Come visit the show notes and you will see goodies such as a link to world building for masochists that Marshall is... Host of, And you will find his website and a bunch of other things such as a press kit and a link to Armadillicon. And there will be more as we proceed through the series. Where are the show notes? The show notes are right there in your podcast player. If you look at the text that's loaded with your podcast app, you don't use a podcast application. Well, then you go back to the website where you downloaded this MP3 and on that webpage, you will see the show notes there. Next episode, more Marshall Ryan Mariska.
1: Started going to this workshop. You know, I did it in 2006, 2005 and 2006. And like I knew I needed some on some level just to reboot my head on this sort of thing. And at the same time, the job I was working at was just kind of terrible. And I was sinking deeper into a minor depression, not like, you know, a chemical depression, but just like, where, what am I, what am I even doing with anything at this point? And literally was just like, that's it, this job is done, and quit. And my wife was rather put off with that but <laughs> but at the same time it was a good catalyst that we are like okay let's if this is what's going on let's really reframe every, everything mm. and figure out what what our what our long-term goals are and what we want to do because right now we have both been just working jobs that are just like to pay the bills and get by and not thinking about the the bigger picture and what where we want to be in 5 10 15 years